The Washington football team stole headlines again this past Sunday. And you would think it would be about Sean McVay returning and how we maybe blew that opportunity to have him as our head coach. But no, that didn't even come close from a storyline perspective for this team. We're going to begin today's episode recapping that LA Rams game against the Washington football team. We're going to jump into the State of the Union Ben Olsen got fired as DC United coach. That's big news. So we're going to get into that. And then we're going to conclude with the preview against the New York Giants, the 0-5 New York Giants. So there's a real opportunity for a win there. I will also give you my score prediction as well. But let's jump into that Rams game, or rather the hours before that LA Rams game. The first report came out hours before the game. From CBS Sports, Jason LaConfora, he came out saying that the team was actually hopeful that Alex Smith would become the starter over Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, as you know, got benched and was demoted to the number three quarterback. Speaking of Dwayne Haskins, the second report was that Dwayne Haskins would not be in attendance because he was sick. Now, the thing about that is you can believe it and he's the number three QB, so maybe he doesn't want to be there. Fine. But he's still sick with whatever it is, and it's not COVID. That's all the team's telling us. So I'm going to throw sick in air quotes there. That relationship has certainly gone south. My goodness. Again, first round pick just a year ago. Pick 15 overall. Ridiculous. So that's report number two. Report number one, again, the team wants Alex Smith to be the starter. Whether that's true or not, we'll see. But what we do know is that Kyle Allen started his very first game for the Washington football team. And he actually looked pretty decent to me. Here's how that went. The very first drive, he went three and out. And the Rams went on to score a touchdown on their opening drive, but missed the extra point, so it was 6-0. Kyle Allen then led a 10-play, 73-yard touchdown drive, and he ran the ball in himself on a 7-yard scramble on second and goal. Scrambling left, beautiful touchdown run. He was fired up, too, after that. To put us up 7-6 to six after one quarter of action the Rams with their second drive would score a touchdown so 13 to 7 now Kyle Allen's third drive is where he did not get the help he needed Jeremy Sprinkle tight end for the team had a terrible drop just an awful drop on a second and seven that would have been a first down would have continued the drive but instead we end up settling for six yards on a third and seven and then we have to punt the ball away and wouldn't you know it, the Rams on their third drive score another touchdown. So now it's 20 to 7. So here's what we got in the first three drives. Kyle Allen, yes, he did go three and out in the first one. That's not good. But he did lead a touchdown drive on his second drive. And on his third drive, it could have been another scoring drive had Jeremy Sprinkle just caught the damn ball. The defense in the meanwhile, presumably our strength, the first three drives the Rams had, yes, we knew Sean McVay was going to torch us, but I didn't realize it was going to be three touchdowns in the first three drives. They did absolutely nothing to help Kyle Allen's cause there. Now we're about to get to storyline number three. With around two minutes left on a third and one, Kyle Allen scrambles right to try and get a first down and gets a nasty hit put on him by Jalen Ramsey. It results in a penalty, 
as well as a quarterback change because Kyle Allen got injured on the play. Storyline three, enter Alex Smith. The man who nearly had his leg amputated, amputated just two years ago, came in and brought some energy with him. He looked elusive. He looked heroic. He went three and out, but the energy and feel of the game changed when he entered. Everyone, you could just tell. Now, granted, there are no fans there, but the energy was there. People were buzzing on the sidelines, and it showed because the Rams got the ball back, and Jared Goff threw an interception to Kendall Fuller, who, by the way, that's his third interception in the last two games. He's been balling. Alex Smith then leads us down the field for a field goal, and we go into the locker room down 10 by a score of 20 to 10, with the energy in the game changed. The players come back onto the field, and Pam Oliver reports that Kyle Allen is clear to return, but that Alex Smith is going to continue as quarterback in the second half. At the moment, it made a lot of sense. He had the energy. Again, he looked elusive. He looked like he could drive us down the field. The Rams get the ball to start the second half, and the defense forces a three and out. And here we go. Alex Smith continuing to ride that wave of energy. How would he do in the second half? He got slaughtered. He got absolutely slaughtered in the second half. The energy and momentum were both long gone. All of a sudden, he looked like a deer in headlights. The game turned into a quiet blowout. It finished 30-10. to 10. We did not score another point in the game. And the offense in the second half finished with, and I kid you not, the offense in the second half finished with negative six yards. Negative six. Again, Alex Smith was sacked six times. He finished 9 of 17 for 37 yards and had a fumble that we thankfully recovered. And he had a QBR of 3.3. That is 3.3 better than you and me sitting on our couches at home. And, you know, look, it's understandable. It was Alex Smith's first game back. No one even thought that was going to happen. And it was his first game back. After two years, he nearly had his leg amputated. That infection was nasty. The hit was nasty by J.J. Watt. It's just amazing to see Alex Smith back. Absolutely incredible story. But yeah, a QBR of 3.3. The game did not go well for Alex Smith in the second half. Kyle Allen finished the game 9 of 13 for 74 yards. And he had that one scramble for a 7-yard touchdown and was sacked twice. His QBR was 70.1. And to put that in perspective, Haskins QBR in the Philadelphia win, our lone win to date so far, was 45.2. Kyle Allen, had Jeremy Sprinkle caught that ball, we're talking about a much closer game potentially. He actually played pretty well. Even the incompletions, more or less on the money, but the defender just got there first. He didn't look that bad. He looked pretty good. And as a result, he's going to be the starter against the New York Giants. Alex Smith, again, Whether the reports are true or not that the team was hopeful for Alex Smith to be the starter, he looked like that deer in headlights. Again, it was to be expected. He did show a brief flash in the two-minute drill of the first half where he led us on that field goal drive. But that was a big moment for him to overcome any hurdles or mental blocks that he may have had about playing again. He got those hits. He took them. He's fine. He could play if he needed to, and maybe that'll help us down the line. But for now... It is abundantly clear that Kyle Allen should be the starter, and Ron Rivera said if he's healthy, and he is right now, he's practicing today, 
that he will be the starter against the New York Giants if he's healthy. And on that, let's just jump right on into the State of the Union, where we will be covering the Capitals, the Spirit, and DC United. I've been getting with soccer a lot recently, so we're going to go ahead and begin with hockey. The Washington Capitals free agency started up in the NHL last week, and the Caps have made two marquee signings. Number one, Hendrik Lundqvist from the New York Rangers. It's a one-year, $1.5 million deal. He's not a long-term goalkeeping solution at 38 years old, but he is a legend, and he is a future Hall of Famer. He's fifth all-time in wins. He's given the Caps plenty of problems in the past as a member of the New York Rangers for the past 15 years. So it's exciting to see him here with us. Again, Braden Holtby is gone. We needed a goalkeeper immediately. And Henrik Lundqvist fits the bill, fits the role. Welcome to DC, Henrik. And the other signing we made, defenseman Justin Schultz from the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a two-year, $8 million deal. He won two Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2016 and 2017. And since then, he's been riddled with injuries. So it's difficult to know how he's going to be. And given that the salary cap is $81.5 million, giving him $4 million annually is a bit of a risk. But we'll see. Again, he was really, really good back in the day. And we just got to hope that he can regain that form and stay fully healthy because when he is healthy, he's a damn good defenseman. So once again, Henrik Lundqvist from the New York Rangers, Justin Schultz from the Pittsburgh Penguins are your two additions to the Washington Capitals. On to soccer. Let's begin with the Washington Spirit. They played a closed door friendly with the North Carolina Courage last Saturday. They lost 4-3 with the winner being scored by the Courage in the 89th minute. So a bit of a heartbreaker, but again, it's closed door. The goal scorers for the Spirit were forward Ashley Hatch, forward Ashley Sanchez, which is big. It's our first round pick in this year's draft, and I believe it's her first goal for the club, and Paige Nielsen. Ashley Hatch also got an assist on Ashley Sanchez's goal, so an Ashley connection there. And just fun fact for Paige Nielsen, who was the third goal scorer, it was her birthday yesterday. So the goal was an early present she gave herself. Paige Nielsen, if you're listening, happy belated birthday. On to DC United. Big, big news. Now, we all sort of knew it was coming because, well, it's not been good this season. Ben Olsen, former head coach now, was fired literally 10 minutes after last week's episode dropped. Chad Ashton, who has been a DC United assistant coach since 2007, has taken over as interim coach. They played two games this past week. They lost 2-1 to Chicago Fire FC, the lone goal being an own goal from Chicago Fire, so thank you for that. And they tied the Philadelphia Union 2-2. Donovan Pines scored in the 71st minute with a header off a corner kick to equalize. And Yamil Assad gave us the lead on a 75th minute penalty. That must have been an amazing feeling to be in the lead after so long. After all those games, two goals in the lead. And it would only last 12 minutes because Philadelphia would score in the 87th minute to tie the game up. And it would end 2-2. A draw seems like nothing, but it is a refreshing change. And speaking of change, I want to talk about Ben Olsen one more time. Look, it was time for a change, and we all knew that. But we have to say two words. Thank you. Thank you, Ben Olsen. And here's why. Because while it was a rough season this past season, he has been a part of the DC United family since December 1997. 
That's 23 years with DC United and it's consecutive. He was a player from 1998 through 2009 and then a coach from 2010 till last Thursday. And let's talk about his accolades as a player. He won MLS Rookie of the Year in 1998. He won the MLS Cup twice with us in 1999 and 2004, 256 appearances and 32 goals, primarily as a right midfielder. He was inducted into the DC United Hall of Tradition, the equivalent of the Hall of Fame for the club, in 2012 for his time as a player. As a player, DC United legend. Nothing more to be said there. He didn't play for any other club in the US. He was our guy. He was our guy and he continued to be our guy because in 2010 he was hired as an assistant coach and then named interim coach after coach head coach at the time Kurt Anolfo was fired mid-season he would then be named the full manager after that because he did well full head coach he would go on to coach DC United until last Thursday and in that time he won the US Open Cup in 2013 he turned DC United around from 2013 to 2014, from last place in the Eastern Conference to first place in the Eastern Conference, and won MLS Coach of the Year as a result. And oh yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but he was the youngest coach to ever get to 100 wins in 2019 at just 41 years of age. Folks, DC United has been around since 1996. The next year, Ben Olsen showed up and has been with the club till last Thursday. Ben Olsen is DC United. And take a moment to reflect on 23 years of service that this man has given our soccer club. He is DC United. And for that, thank you, Ben Olsen. Thank you so much for the amazing memories and joy that you brought us fans. We are going to miss you. And on that note, Ben Olsen, DC United legend, He's out. Chad Ashton is in. And now let's get to the Giants preview for the game this Sunday. The NFC East is still very much up for grabs. Here are the standings so far. The Dallas Cowboys lead the division at 2-3, and three, but they've lost Dak Prescott for this season, which is a huge blow to them and their chances of winning this division. In second place are the Philadelphia Eagles with a 1-3-1 record. In third place, the Washington football team at 1-4, and, and in fourth place, the New York Giants at 0-5. And, and the New York Giants is the team we're talking about right now in this segment. We're going to quickly go through how they are on offense. And simply put, they're horrible. They're 28th in passing yards per game, averaging 203.5 yards a game. 32nd, dead last in rushing yards per game, averaging 79 a game. The loss of Saquon Barkley for the year has hurt them pretty badly. Replacing him is Devontae Freeman. And in total offense, they're third worst, averaging 282 and a half yards a game. Now, we're dead last in total offense, so it's going to be, you would think, a low-scoring game, especially because when you flip it and look at their defense, they're 11th in opposing passing yards per game, giving up 232 and a half a game, and they're 15th in opposing rushing yards per game, giving up 110 point six a game on the ground so it's the relative strength of their team and it seems to be the strength of our team although you wouldn't know it last week given the way the LA Rams just trounced us early on but it seems to be that the New York Giants strength is on defense and on offense they are anemic they are just terrible here are the point totals in each game so far this season 
16 points against Pittsburgh, 13 against Chicago, 9 against San Francisco. And this is after they lost Nick Bosa on their D-line and Solomon Thomas. 9 against the LA Rams. We managed 10. And that was while gaining negative 6 yards, need I remind you, in the second half. And then they had 34 against Dallas, an offensive explosion. But Daniel Jones didn't even account for a touchdown. Evan Ingram, their tight end, ran one in from three yards out. They had a pick six from Fackrell, one of their linebackers. And Graham Gano, our former kicker, had three 50-plus yard field goals made and another from 28 yards. So their offense still isn't all that good. On offense, the people we need to worry about, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, Devontae Freeman. Those are the three people we need to worry about. Now, again, they cannot run the ball. And our defensive line is our strength. Their offensive line is still considered a weakness. We can take advantage of that. We can absolutely take advantage of that. And Daniel Jones is turnover prone. He's known for his fumbles. And he's known to make a bad decision here and there. This is not the LA Rams. This is the easiest team we're going to face so far. Again, they are 0-5. Every chance to take advantage of this. Now, on their defense, the people we need to look out for. Need to look out for Blake Martinez, their captain on defense. Seems to be everywhere. Leads the team in tackles by about 20. He has 50 on the season. Then you got to look out for Fackrell. Again, he had a pick six last last week. Excuse me. They got Leonard Williams, Jabril Peppers. So there's talent on that defense. But again, to me, I liked what I saw out of Kyle Allen. When he was on the field, he was moving the ball overall. He had the 73-yard touchdown drive. The drive right after was a five-play 32-yard drive that, again, could have been extended had Jeremy Sprinkle just caught the ball. So there's potential. And I think we all saw enough to know that Kyle Allen should be the starter right now and is capable of generating points. Again, I asked for 24 to 27 a game. I don't think we're going to hit that mark this week. But I do think we have enough to win outright. And by the way, I think if I remember correctly, the Giants are favored by three and a half. So they really just don't think anything of this Washington team. I expect the game to be low scoring. I'm predicting a 20 to 17 game or 20 to 16. One of those two for the Giants. They'll get 16 or 17 points. And I'm sticking to Washington getting 20 points for the second straight week. This time, I think Kyle Allen remains healthy. I think he does enough on offense to keep us moving. Antonio Gibson, I expect to see a bit more of him. Sort of inexplicably was out in the second half for the most part. It was the J.D. McKissick show. Maybe he was more familiar with Alex Smith. I know Antonio Gibson's also dealt with a toe injury. Did some limited drills today on his own. Speaking of practice, Brandon Scherf, right guard that's been franchise tagged by the team, is practicing today. Sadiq Charles fourth round pick for the Washington football team as a left tackle is actually practicing at left guard and did so yesterday and is doing so today with the first team. So expect to see Sadiq Charles start at left guard. This is going to be interesting. We're moving pieces around on the offensive line, but the offensive line has been horrible. So you may as well give it a go. So that's what I'm predicting 20 to 16 or 17, but I expect Washington to pull out a win And finally, finally see some progress in the right direction. After that, we've got Dallas. Then we've got the bye. Then we've got the Giants. We've got Detroit, Cincinnati, Dallas. Again, it's all there. These are the games that are going to make or break our season. And I think this week we do get that win.
And on that note, we're going to conclude the show. So again, 20 to 16, Washington. Thank you all for listening. This is District Divided. I'm your host, Amit Singh. If you enjoyed today's show, please follow it on Twitter and Instagram at District Divided. There's also a Facebook page and group. In the, in the group, you can interact with other people listening called District Divided. And right now, it's only one man's time to shine, and his name is Polly Polo. Take us away. I spent my whole damn life in the city. 